Hello, newsies. Welcome to another episode of Get the Flick Out of Here. Um, I'm Alex, this is Kate, and uh, it's Christmas time, um, in case you couldn't tell. Um, um, And so we we do Christmas movies at this time of year. That is correct. Um, uh, This is for anybody who happened to come across this particular video on their recommended videos in july i guess i don't know why i'm doing this interest intro the way i am but um kate this was supposed to be your month and i feel really bad you should that you i should keep, after this. i keep i keep finding things I, I was not looking for this i just finding found... and fumbling my friends what are we doing these are I... worse than the things i would pick oh n- l- l- listen Okay, perhaps one of your little generic Hallmark movies would be better, but it would not be better for this show than the craziest damn Hallmark movie, like, knockoff that I've, I can even imagine. This does win on absolute insanity. Yeah. Um, I think most of the ones that I picked are probably better than the brandy one that we did because that was right. terrible. Yeah. Um this is not the tropes that it, not all of the tropes that you would normally get. Like we do have of course the compulsory dead parents and a love story and yeah. um somebody that feels like an outcast. So there is some of those, but this plot not only is bananas, but we do have two stars of the nineties mm. of AC Slater and Clarissa from Clarissa explains it all. I and Sabrina, like uh, depending on on, on what mm-hmm. what generation you're from. It's true. Um, it's Melissa Joan Hart. Um, yes, Melissa Joan Hart. Um, uh, and and Mario Lopez. Yes. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, who at this point I has had he 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 become his like what was the what was the like entertainment news show that he was hosting yeah around, it was something around, was on it like a, it. was it was it around this time or was it after this or before this i honestly don't know everything like everything blends this. together but like it's funny to me like this um this movie um was made uh you know 16 years came out in, eight, in 2007 uh it was a, a tv made for tv film for the abc family network um it uh kate because of the star power the highest rated um broadcast in the history of the abc family network 6.7 million people watched the the premiere broadcast of holiday in handcuffs um it makes me feel less alone because that means there are some weird people in the world that were like, I have to see what this is other right. than me, which makes right. you feel good. Cause you knew right. it was not going to be good. No, it was like, I have to see it. Well, I mean like it, the, yeah. Um, yes. <clears throat> this. Okay. So there's, a, as we said, there's all these generic cookie cutter Christmas rom-coms that come out literally every year. Dozens of them. And they're all the same. 
And so they said, well, what if we like did one that was on its face similar and then threw a, a, a wacky twist in there um, where someone is uh, for, forcibly kidnapped? Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and then what if we just had the the movie end the way all the other ones do anyway? <laughs> so somewhere in the middle... The reason for them like meeting cute and um and Dodo, they, they don't like each other very much, but you know by the end they're gonna fall in love. Um, is uh is gunpoint? Uh, that's yeah. basically the reason. Kind of reason the reason everybody like doesn't like each other is gunpoint. Um, uh, which which would sour anybody on a on a on a first meeting, but um, but by the end it doesn't matter. Because they've they've both uh, changed for the better, and they've found their soulmates. Um, and as we'll as, as we'll as we'll discuss, um, uh, actually, Melissa Joan Hart has not learned anything. So, right. <laughs> so, so we'll. <laughs> what is impressive about this movie, and we'll get into it, is there are basically no redeeming qualities of anybody in it. Mm-mm. They try Mm-mm. with AC Slater. No, they don't. They don't. Well, we find out about what a hard, what a hard upbringing. He oh, sure, but he en- ends up being the same. He like, regardless of how he started out, he ends up being the same superficial a hole. Yes. Um, and it, oh, it, it and it takes Melissa Joan Hart, who is a crazy person who commits a crime at the first sign of any kind of struggle she's appeared, appear, uh, she's uh, uh, facing her life. Um, to to draw him out of that a holeness, but by the way, by the end, at the very at the very end, we can tell he's still the same a hole. Yes, and also I give this six months. This is oh, this is one yeah. of the, one of the most I give this six months ending of any of these movies. Well, the fact that it ends with an engagement and not even them being like we should date is bananas. But oh yeah, no, it has to because of the type. Well, of they movie know they know each other so well, Kate. Yeah. They know each other so well. In, gonna, the, in, in and out. We're going to talk about their common grounds that they share. Oh, yeah. In this. But like any good movie, it starts with Melissa Joan Hart in a car. And the first line of dialogue we get in it is her saying, I'm not crazy. <laughs> which is delicious. Which um, is a lie. Which is a lie because she is. It is a lie, and she was like, doing one crazy thing doesn't make you crazy. Um, And we see him saying, you are the devil. And that's like kind of a cut forward to where we... Well, I mean, like, let's, let, let's not just... Let's not gloss over this opening scene with her driving down a desolate, snow-covered road in the middle of nowhere... Coming up on a guy walking, not in a coat, just like a regular suit, at middle of the night, and her pulling up and being like, "Hey, come on, get in the car." Listen, you've been walking for what an hour? You've gone one point eight miles, and it's twenty miles to the nearest gas station. You do the math. Get back in the car. You're going to freeze to death. We'll, get, we'll make some hot chocolate. Come on. And so he does, and then he says, "Okay, good." Uh, and and then she says. Um, and he says, "You're the devil." Yes. So this is the this is the opening thing. So so he's been trying to get away from her. Uh, blah blah blah. Like 
if you know the plot line going in, this thing isn't necessary at all because um, you, you've given away a lot of that particular part of the movie. Um, you could just start out with her waking up in bed. But if you don't know the plot at all and the title of the movie hasn't given it away, um, then then you'd be like, well, what's going on? This seems like, highly this irregular. Fight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we then cut to her <clears throat> getting ready for a job interview. She has her hair up in curlers. She's on the phone with her mom, who's talking to her about um, coming over for Christmas. They've gotten a rental cabin that is close to her, um, very close to her, as we're going to find out. It's like a 10-minute drive away. Um, And then she's on the phone with her dad, who, in the context of the conversation, reveals that um, this job interview is a favor through a friend of his, and not to mess it up. Um, her mom also insists that she wear her Christmas pink dress to the holiday and to do something with that hair because it's always in her face. And her hair is um, up in curlers and it has been permed to the max. We find out she looks rather ridiculous. At one point she was hair drying her Chinese food that she was eating out of the container because she's such a mess, Alex. she's She's such a mess. Oh my God, I'm such a mess. She's such a mess. And because she's such a mess. Um, oh, and on this phone call, the mom says, are you still bringing Nick? And we find out that Nick is her boyfriend at this point in the movie. Um, spoiler alert, not AC Slater. Yeah. Um, so she gets to the interview. Wait, 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 wait. So she's doing a home perm, Right. And the idea is you put it in, you do all the stuff to it so, so the curls can set. You put a little bag on it. You set a timer. And the, the, she has a little egg timer in the bathroom, and the timer goes off. The reason of a timer is because you have to take it out. Otherwise, it goes a little too crazy with the perm. So the timer goes off, but she's in the kitchen, far away from where the timer is because she's talking to her mom. So she doesn't shear the timer. So she leaves it in too long. From the time when she was supposed to take it out until she left it in too long is a minute and a half. And if there is a 90-second grace period between perfect perm and life-ruining hairdo, I feel like you can't use that particular brand of home perm. Yeah, like, that's not good. Like, she was like, oh my god, I left it in too long. The, the, the egg timer went off 90 seconds. We're on the same phone call. Like, that is, that is ridiculous. Um... And it also uh, is, like, not unworkably bad. Like, she could have done something with it, actually. I mean, yeah, but but she can't because she's a mess. Right. Right? Of course. Um, and uh, your, your thing with the, the, the hair drying, the Chinese food she pulls out of the fridge is because she can't get the burner on her on her stove to, lit, and I, to light. And I was like, were you going to put the paper carton, carton from the, on top of a lit flame? Because I'm really glad it didn't light for you. You're not that much of a mess, Melissa Joan Hart. Yeah, you know how paper and let, fire work. Let, let me explain she something at a to you. She's a waitress. Let me explain something to you, Clarissa. You can't put a paper <laughs> carton on top of an open flame. That's not gonna work. Um, but uh, but yes, yeah, so she's so she's late for this job interview that her dad set up 
with with his neighbor, Mr. Portnoy, who she knew when she was a little girl. Um, and um, his nickname for her at the, Mr. Portnoy's was Little Pooty. And she used to sell him lemonade on the street corner. That comes in handy later for a throwaway joke that should have been so much more. I'll let you continue. <laughs> and that's what the interview is is based off of. She's like, Dad, you know I have no sales experience. And he's like, but you sold all that lemonade on the corner 20 years mm-hmm. ago or whatever. Yeah. Um, she arrives to the interview and is late. The secretary is like, well, you've missed your shot. There is absolutely no grace around it. There is not mm-hmm. a minute in his schedule to reschedule mm-hmm. this otherwise. Right. I don't know how late she was. Um, but like any pursuant professional, she starts banging on the glass of the room of mm-hmm. what looks like the next interview candidate to which the woman yells, we have a code red. Mm-hmm. I don't think banging on the glass constitutes well, I mean, code listen, red, the, and I don't know if offices have codes for things. They, they might. I mean, the code red. I don't know what a code blue or a code pink is for for the security team at this at this s- computer sales building. Um, but uh, she's banging on the glass, saying, "Hey, Mister Portnoy, it's me, Little Pooty from the corner." You know I can sell better than all those other girls on the street. So this is a joke that is supposedly, it looks like, oh, it's it's a misunderstanding. It looks like she's perhaps a lady of the night, if you will. Uh, a, a sex worker, they say nowadays. They did not in 2007. Correct. Um, and and, uh, and uh, this is uh, Doc, Mr. Portnoy's favorite girl. Uh, but it is not. Um, but there's no reason to put all this dialogue in there unless there was going to be that was going to be part of the misunderstanding, but it is definitely in no way that. So um she yes, so she her her big interview falls through because there was traffic on the way to the interview and she missed it. She was I don't know, they don't say how late she was. They do but it, it doesn't feel like she was an hour late. Yes. It feels, it feels like she was five to twenty minutes late. And at that point, like, we'll squeeze you in after this next interview candidate or something. But no, no, can't can't be done. And it's like, if it's a family friend or whatever, like it's Mr. Right. Portnoy from next door, right. you think there would be some grace there. But yeah, there is not. Um, we cut to her waitressing. That's how she's paying her her bills now. She has a friend there who has a very weird relationship with the manager. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, there's a lot of well, unnecessary incorporate, incorporated, like, sexual references and, uh, just, like, weird sex things into this movie I, that I, didn't I, need to be there so many times. Yes. I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm confused because the, the friend who also was a waitress at this diner is, uh, Lucy, I believe her name is says i i i I wish i could help you out with all of the stuff but i um uh, it's it's our first christmas together me and steven is what she says um and but there's jitaj who is the hindu with a very thick accent who runs the entire um uh establishment it has 
It has Indian restaurant decor and vibes, but it sells all like like really bad diner food. It doesn't. It's like if like you you walk you walk up to this is obviously an Indian restaurant, and you walk in and no, it is not. No, in there's any like way. pies and stuff. It's very weird. Right. Yeah. Um. And she gets another phone call from her mom, and I was like, "How much do you guys talk to each other?" I guess like if you had an interview, you would talk again. Right. Um, but we get Nick showing up at the restaurant. Actual Nick. Boyfriend Nick. Actual Nick. Boyfriend Nick. Who says... Horrible person. Immediate person. horrible person. And to Lucy's credit, she she's picked this out long before this. She didn't like, pick this out long before the, this. He, she was like, he's not He's an well. a-hole. You do not want to be... With this guy, he's like, "What do you have against him?" I don't like this this type of guy, and you know what? Neither do you. So, yeah. anyway, yeah. he is not for you. No, and she's right because he shows up and is like, "Yeah, I'm not going to your parents," and she reacts like an 11 year old, as she does many times in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and is not like, "Oh, something in my relationship must be off or different with this person," right? Um, because they said this, she's like, "What?" But I told them you would be there hours ago. Um, and he was like, yeah, that was before we slept together, though. So. Yeah. Yes. He's like, you, why would you promise me you were coming home to meet my family if you were never going to do it? Well, I knew that was what you wanted to hear. And we hadn't slept together yet. So. So. There you there go. You go. Uh, spoiler alert. She does not learn this lesson. She does not. not she does not. Listen, not at all. Um, uh, but. Um, she is um, at this restaurant, harried. Uh, there is a, a little kid who ordered an ice cream sundae but wanted a hot fudge on it. And he's like, I want a hot fudge, you chowder head. And then she reacts like, nice, to the parents who aren't paying attention or totally aloof, um, as though he called her some kind of racial epithet. Like, chowder head is the least possible offensive thing that a kid could tell you. Um, So, yeah, there's there's a lot of ridiculous... She's a little... Anyway. She has nothing to work with in this, but she she does not come across this. Nick is... Nick, yeah. Nick is from a family that owns banks. That's what they say. Yes. He's, He's rich or whatever. And he comes in like, what? Why do you work here? Why? Why do you work at this place? This dead end nowhere, this horrible restaurant, right? This is who Nick is. Um, a guy walks in, dressed nicer than Nick. This is Mario Lopez. He's wearing a beautiful, like a wonderful blue suit, perfect tie, like like exquisite, like tan camel hair top coat. Like that, the, the top coat itself costs five thousand dollars. Yeah, right. To the ninth. He walks in, Kate. We find out later he walks in to have a lunch date with his girlfriend he is going to propose to her in this restaurant does this seem like the restaurant venue this guy would choose to propose to who we find out later is this girl his girlfriend because to me immediately the movie goes nope sorry i'm there's there's zero reason why these two people should be. If you haven't, like, I'm on my way to a much fancier restaurant to propose to my 
girlfriend, but I got a flat tire outside in my Beamer. I need to use your phone because my cell phone's out of battery or something. Maybe that's a reason why he's in this place, but there's that guy would never, ever, ever set foot in this restaurant or, to eat, let alone propose to his girlfriend in here. Or like contextually, like, yeah, this was the only place open and we met passing each other at this takeout. But you know what I mean? There's no, they didn't assign did sentimental value ever, to they it. There's no, it. they never mentioned any of no. that. Um, I did love this line of the the breakup with Nick of her being like, if you walk out that door, we are so over. And he just is like, yeah. <laughs> like, basically, like, that was the idea. He's like, uh, no, yeah, no, I'm, I was, I'm, I'm, I'm that's done my with plan. You. That's my plan. Um, but yeah, so we, we meet AC Slater. To your point, he is dressed to the nines. Um, and this is the beginning of the kidnapping. Yeah. They pass right after she has this interaction with Nick. Um, and the this is when the mom calls. Yeah. And this is where the like psychotic break of it is all supposed to come together. She just got broken up with. She can't face her mom. She just bombed this interview. Are you trying to ruin Christmas by not being at at this rental place two hours away from the city at six p.m. sharp for 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 holiday cocktails two days before Christmas? Are you trying to ruin Christmas after your bombed interview? And like, how many times does she have to confirm Nick is coming? But, um, so. They kind of pass in like a, a corridor of the restaurant, Nick and her, and she David. Uh I'm sorry, David, the new yeah. Nick, soon new to Nick. be. Right. David, AC Slater. Um Mario AC, David Slater, Lopez Nick. Um yeah. he uh <laughs> is taken by her. Um and right. then bumps his head outside. He trips and falls. Just don't a lie taken by her. For some reason, Taj, the owner of this Indian restaurant that's not an Indian restaurant, has an antique, like, flintlock, like, musket ball loaded yes. pistol from the War of Indian Independence, right? And that's the gun that she steals that is apparently loaded. And uh, and uses that gun that he keeps behind the register to to at gunpoint force him to leave the restaurant. And he correctly goes, "What is that? What is that? What what, what are you doing? A, a production of Pirates of Penzance? What is that particular gun? Why are we using this gun?" And at least the movie doesn't like like oh she just happens to have a gun or. She puts her finger in her pocket and goes, I have a gun in here. Like, she actually has a gun. It's just not not a believable gun. It's just not a believable gun. Um, but he gets knocked. I appreciated that he got knocked out because it was not believable that her with this gun from the Indian right. War yes. was going to uh, be able to drag him off. But she blindfolds him with uh, I think the weird thing from her hair that she was trying to keep her permed hair tied back with. Pantyhose, pair of pantyhose. 
pair of no, pantyhose. She, bl- she, she blind. She, sorry, she blindfolds him with a scarf, like a crocheted scarf. It's crocheted, right. so you can easily see through it. But she ties him to the little, the little the holdy thing on the passenger side. She ties him to that with pantyhose. Um, he gets knocked out by slipping and falling in the most ridiculous way possible, where he like slips, does a full three sixty before slipping. Whoa! Like, yeah. Whoa! And lands on his back of his head. He gives himself a horrible concussion, uh, slipping on some ice in the parking lot. And she is a. They mentioned she is five foot two. They this five foot two woman is able to drag. 200 pounds of solid muscle, Mario Lopez, from wherever he landed to her car, dead weight. And immediately, again, the movie says, screw you, it doesn't matter. None of this matters. Don't, do, do, not, do not double check any of this. Look, adrenaline does crazy things to people. I'm sure it was pumping through her veins. <laughs> yes. Um, then we get some of the douchiest dialogue that I've ever heard. Uh, oh, he man. says flat out, Let's face it, I'm a guy and I'll overpower you at some point. Mm-hmm. Like, just give up. You seem like a nice girl. Nothing some lithium wouldn't fix. I do believe right. that was written today and not 2007. That would probably would not be in there. Right. Uh, and she shoots him in the leg. <laughs> no, she doesn't actually shoot him. Well, she's she the next shoots, she, leg. She, she doesn't shoot him. She shoots uh, near near his leg accidentally. Because she's swerving to avoid a skunk in the middle of the road. Um, they are now far outside the city. How far outside the city? They shot the movie in Alberta, Canada. So really far outside the city. Very it's supposed far to be like two, two hours north of, of New York City. But um, she explains that you are coming home with me to meet my parents. You were going to pretend to be my boyfriend, Nick. He uh, couldn't make it. Your boyfriend dumped you, didn't he? No, he just couldn't make it. You're one of those hairy, hairy ladies. Hairy ladies that's been those rejected. feminists that have been rejected by men so many times that you've lost it. And immediately, I'm like, okay, so I, I understand he's probably under a lot of stress, but that's when the real you comes out, not a fake you. So if this is who he actually is and has been for his entire adult life, meeting Melissa Joan Hart isn't going to change any of that. So by remember who this guy actually is by the time you get to the end of the film. And that's why six months, honestly, I may be giving them far too much time. It might, maybe more like two yeah. months. Yeah. Um, also, like, I don't know. I maybe wouldn't just start insulting someone who's accidentally set off a gun in the car next to you. Right. Like, right. Um, yes. Maybe wouldn't, like, be the first thing. But yes. uh, because Clarissa doesn't explain it all. And she didn't plan on kidnapping anyone today. They do need to stop for gas at the gas station. Right. Um, he is bound by the pantyhose and the crocheted scarf. Mm-hmm. And she goes in to pay for gas. It's a very old timey gas station. There was not pay at the pump situation. This is, this is the last chance thing. This is, tw- this is the gas station as she mentions that is 20 miles from their actual destination. Um, it's the last place you can go for gas. She is on E. I will say, whilst this movie is incredibly done, a lot of those little like loopholes are justified. Like they actually yeah. do go out of their no, way. They, which... they, they do that work, which is which is more than I could say for much much better movies. Yes. Um. So sorry to whoever did all that work for this, but <laughs> the attendant, um, 
as she's interacting with him, offers to pump her gas for her. He is a I, yeah, a I usually, weird I creep. usually pump the gas for the pretty ladies. Come on, you wouldn't deny an old man his last, his last true pleasure. Pumping gas for pretty ladies. <laughs> yes, he's I'm a very, good. He's a very old creep. He's a very old creep. Very, um, very old creep. And she sees, he sees that, um, that Mario Lopez, David, is tied up in the car. In the car. Right. And she justifies it by saying that, like, oh, I'm having, like, a, a surprise weekend for him. I'm taking him to the woods. It's going to be a lot of, like... Uh, uh, kinky stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, a lot of a lot of wild whatever. One of um, those, she says, one of those tie-me-up, tie-me-down weekends. There it is. Tie-me-up, tie-me-down weekends. Jesus. Um, and he runs inside... She thinks she's busted, but he comes out with red fuzzy handcuffs that he just had at the gas station. Mm-hmm, because he is an old pervert. He is an old pervert, and so she handcuffs him. Which, again, I appreciate that they went out of their way to be like, pantyhose probably not going to restrain this guy the whole time. Um, right. And she says that this kidnapping got more professional. Mm-hmm. Time passes. But there's no other dialogue. They just no, are... they, they, no, no. They, but no, this is this is where she she just went in. She bought ten dollars worth of gas and some beef jerky, and she shares the beef jerky with him. And this is where they get to know each other. By oh, her, that's right. By My her, apologies. um, making hypothesizes about uh, about him, being like, "Let me guess, uh, you work as some kind of vice president of a company your father owns." And uh, Mario Lopez doesn't say anything. It's like, "Well, that's a big yes." Uh, she also awful person. Yeah, judged by this awful person. Um, and so, why would he doesn't like you kidnapping him? Why would he like strike up a conversation with you? You taking his silence as confirmation of your weird prejudices. You're a bad person. But then yeah. she says, like you, you sail, you golf. I'm guessing you're a 14 handicap. Um, blah blah blah. And uh, he's like, I'm actually a 10 handicap. Well, good for you. you. Um, I live in a terrible loft. It's the biggest friggin' loft I've ever seen. Like, it may be old and the appliances are out of date, but like, she should live you in can a afford one, that as a waitress? A, she's a waitress. That's what we know. She's a waitress and a failed everything else in her life. She should live in a one bed, like a one, like a little one room studio basement apartment that has like a leaky, a leaky ceiling. Like it's a huge, lovely It's loft. gorgeous. She's got a giant, hugely appointed room up, like part of the loft. She's like cordoned off and there's just dresses upon dresses upon dresses upon dresses that she's looking through. Like she's got a really nice little like loft apartment that she could fix up if she wanted to, but she's a mess. Anyway, um, she says, I live in a terrible loft apartment. Uh, I just lost my, I'm sure I just lost my job at Taj's Wonder Diner, whatever they call it. Um, and uh, also, I don't golf. So that's it. That's all I am. And so as we don't find out anything else about her until much, much later in the movie. But her, her just um, making Leading all with the assumptions about him. with her most pathetic traits and just yes. judging him out the yes. gate. Yep. Yeah. Um. So they arrive at the cabin. Yes. And she opts to go in first to see her parents while he stays in the car. Right. Uh, 
and she explains to her parents that like you know how dad makes really bad jokes when he's nervous in social situations well nick david ac slater his thing is like he like says he's got kidnapped and her parents are like oh that's funny there's no cause for concern or question with that haha no 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 (laughs) um and they ask where he is and she's like oh he's in the car let me go get him um and he comes in and to his credit immediately is like i've been kidnapped your daughter's a psychopath and they're mm-hmm. like here's some eggnog ha 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 like, oh that's so joke. that's so funny so funny ha, um ha. uh this is where we find out just how awful the parents are they've rented this cabin out in the woods to do a very special christmas they uh we'll find out later they have three adult children Yes. Um, uh, no grandchildren yet to speak of um, for different reasons. Um, but um, this is where the dad, the first thing he does upon shaking the hand of his his eldest daughter's boyfriend is say, oh, thank God. For a while there, we were uh, worried she liked the innies more than the outies, if you know what I mean. <laughs> First thing out of his mouth upon meeting for the first time his his eldest daughter's boyfriend. And also, this is her mom says, um, Trudy's never brought home a, a, a boyfriend for us to meet before. So this is not only the first time meeting this boyfriend. This is the first time you meeting any, any boyfriend, you the say in the first thing. five seconds, <laughs> we were worried she liked the innies more than the outies. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're despicable human beings. All they're of them. And they, all the worst. I, I am only sad later, spoiler alert, nobody presses charges and they don't end up in jail because they deserve to be in jail for being. They there. do for the rest of their lives. Yeah. Uh, we also get. Um, Clarissa saying that she wants to be the key master. So the key master is the person that knows where everybody's car keys are and everybody's cell phones are so that they can have like a distraction free, isolated Christmas. Again, I appreciate that they tried to justify it. I'm so sorry it was on this movie. Everyone must, and this is the thing they do every year, I guess. You must surrender your uh, cell phone and your car keys at whatever destination you they have picked um, uh, for the duration of the time so that nobody can leave, which is weird. Uh, what if the person who's the key master has a heart attack yeah, and is unresponsive? What if that happens? Then yeah. you can't drive them the 20 miles to a, to the nearest gas, nearest phone because there are no phones because they also hit all the phones. This does not, none of this holds up to scrutiny. Your little tradition yeah. of the key master thing doesn't work. Um, so, uh, yes, yeah, so they must relinquish all cell phones. And again, it's 2007. So all the fo- phones are little flip phones and Blackberries, which is, I wish I did think Very was a, little, fun. a wonderful little uh, time capsule. Time capsule in this, yeah. Um, yeah, and then all, all of your car keys so nobody can leave. That's that's this, which again explains why Mario Lopez can't get help to come out and help him or can't leave. However, also does not send up scrutiny in a lot of other ways. So, correct. Yeah. There's, I remember around this time because phones were becoming like a hot topic, like people were doing 
phone stacking where it would be like everybody put your phones in this basket and we're putting the basket over there because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we want to actually have a family dinner or whatever. I don't think like hiding them as well as car keys. Like if right. somebody is trying to leave, something went wrong at Christmas. Right. Um, so Nick is flipping out like appropriately, I feel like. And they go to the respective bedrooms and uh, Clarissa says, that she's 27, she's sleeping in the same room as her boyfriend now, because uh, mm-hmm. she obviously can't let him out of her sight, and they are in bunk beds. Right. So she emphasizes that he's trapped there, just by saying that um, right. you know, she's in charge of all the keys and everybody's cell phones, and he goes snooping for the keys, which makes sense, because he's been kidnapped. Right. Um, the, uh, somewhere along the way, we also meet the rest of the family, which is older brother Jake by only like a couple of years, um, and younger sister Katie, who is in law school, according to what's going on. Older brother Jake, probably the best person in the film. However, he's a stockbroker, so he can't be all good. Yeah, and he um, pulls a really dick move at the end. <laughs> mm-hmm, he does. Um, but uh, remember also, I. A lot of this thing, does, the, the stuff is, I think in an earlier version of the script, they were just at the parents' house or a parents, the parents' second home up in the mountains or whatever. But now it's a rental. It's like an Airbnb out in the middle of the, uh, the woods before Airbnb was a thing. Um, so a lot of this doesn't hold up to scrutiny with, like, everyone's got 12 changes of clothes for two days. Yeah. You know, a lot of different things. So, like, uh, but, um, so Mario Lopez tries to get the brother to understand what's going on. And he's like, ah, you're funny. You're a hell of a guy. You know, whatever. Um, well, we also meet Grandma. We do Dolores. Is, is, yeah, Dolores, played by June Lockhart, who was the mom on Lassie. Um, June, she is, uh, she is an alcoholic, a former Broadway actress, um, uh, very dramatic, uh, always with a quip. Um, she is the mom's mom. Uh, mom, mom is actually played by Marky Post from, from, um, the night court and dad is Timothy Bottoms. And I was like, where do I know this guy from? And I finally figured it out. Uh, that was that one season of that's my Bush. Um, uh, the, the comedy central show written by Trey Parker and Matt Stone. He played George W. Bush. Um, on that's my wow. Um, so I was like, oh, okay, there we go. Oh, there we go. Um, but anyway, um, this is where we see uh, uh, younger sister and mom trying to like get all the perm out of her hair. Um, and I'm like, why? How did you meet uh, David? He's so hot, says younger sister. Like, oh, I just gave him no choice but to love me. Um, and uh, uh, are you seeing anybody at law school? I am dating a couple of guys. You says the mother. <laughs> and like, I didn't say I was sleeping with the mom. I'm not a slut. And like, oh, of course you're not. Um, but uh, there's just there's Judgy Judgy McJudgerson. Uh, the dad is just reading in a chair. He's very aloof, and that everyone's terrible. Everyone everyone's is terrible. terrible. We do have a quick scene in here too, where um, she is on the phone outside 
and she tells her friend what happened, which does come into play later. She was like, the next, right. the next, the next morning. Where this is the first night is where he actually leaves and tries to walk to civilization from the very opening of the film, and then she goes and she makes him and brings him back. The next morning, she goes outside with a, with a phone that she squirreled away, and she calls her her best friend, who's the waitress, and admits to her what she has done. She does, and then she comes inside, and they're like, oh, Nick, where are all your clothes? He's like, oh, I must have left them in the suitcase at the restaurant. I should call the restaurant. And she's like, oh, sorry, the phone's our way. And he's like, no, I saw you outside, you crazy bitch. No, he's like, I I saw you tucked yours away. And you're um, and is this the she ends up smashing it, but I forget how the mom they, leaves the room. I don't know why the mom leaves the room. I don't know why anybody's not here and doesn't witness this. In the giant kitchen, there's a huge kitchen island. And they chase each other around the island a bunch of times. Mario Lopez chasing her so he can get the phone. He's going to, if he catches her, I guess he's going to wrestle the phone away from her and call the police or whatever, right? So he, uh, she eventually says, I was really good. And she says, I used to run track in high school. She says, yeah, well, I played football. My nickname was The Flash. And she says, I also did home ec. And my favorite, um, uh, my favorite meal to make was tenderized beef. She takes a little, a little hammer for tenderizing meat and says, very tenderized. And she smashes her phone with the hammer. He's like, oh, I can't believe you did that. Why are you having a quippy conversation when you're just trying to break his cell phone is beyond me. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um. Oh, the mom went to get clothes for who she thinks is next. Right. That's she went right. to get the dad's clothes. And let me tell because you, the he, dad's he, fashion sense, very different than his. He always brings a few outfits with him in case he loses 10 pounds on the trip. Okay, maybe, but did he also bring outfits for him for an entirely different season? Because what she gives him are lightweight golf pants and a short sleeve polo shirt, mango colored polo shirt for if he was going golfing in summertime in Florida. Like, I don't understand. It's a it's a sight gag to like look at Mario Lopez in this ridiculously terrible outfit. However, it do, shouldn't the things he brings that are small for him also be appropriate for being out in the middle of nowhere in the winter? And they're not. Correct. And also, unfortunately for them, he can still kind of pull off this outfit. Like this was supposed to make him look like a clown. And it's not great looking, but <laughs> no. he's an attractive dude. <laughs> right, right, right. Also, I, I do want to apologize to people who are in our chat. My mother-in-law discovered this masterpiece a couple of years ago, <laughs> says Matt Gray Sky, new family tradition. Also, uh, T. Kane, who says, can confirm Matt Gray Sky's chat. My mom has it queued up and ready to play as soon as we walk through the door. The gas station guy gets me every time. So for those of you who are here hoping we were going to confirm your love for this movie, we are, do apologize. I think we most people understand it's not a good movie, even if it's an enjoyable movie. I hope. I, I apologize. <laughs> Um, the next thing in my notes just says olive oil in very bold and big letters because the mom freaks out that she's forgotten the olive oil. Um, how could this happen? Like, she's like, loses it as if there's not substitutes for olive oil as well. No, but, um, because of the situation, um, because AC Slater, David Nick is smart. 
he's like, oh, I'll go get it. It would be my pleasure to run out and get the olive oil for you. And Melissa Joan Hart, being a whiny brat, is like, no, he can't go alone. She's so obnoxious. I'm like, no wonder nobody likes you. It's not because you're an artist. You're annoying to be around. (laughs) She's such a whiny, like, wah. Wah, 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 wah. everything sad me I kidnapped someone and it's not working out and then the mother decides that she needs to stay and do womanly things in the kitchen but the boys can go bond and go get the olive oil the manliest activity of all um, not thinking that a, like if you think if you're a mom and your daughter brings home her boyfriend for the first time ever and you don't think that couple needs a break at some point you're a terrible mom but um so richard and nick go to get the olive oil but the place that they go is back to the gas station that's down the what 20 miles down the road we're told Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and because the creepy gas attendant is the only guy that works there and happens to be working there at the same time um he thinks when Nick David Mario Lopez Aces later is pleading his case that it's a part of this wild weekend that mm-hmm. Clarissa Joan Hart mm-hmm. <laughs> set mm-hmm. up and he's like wink wink nod nod and then there's a bunch of jokes from the dad that are creepy about extra virgin olive oil can you be extra a virgin like thinking that the dad is somehow now entangled in this weird sex scheme, right. and that turns the you gas know, station attendant on. The little lady, she loves to keep things lathered up in oil, which I'm fine with, but, uh, you know, it's the holidays. No guilt, right? <laughs> and the, uh, the, the the gas station attendant is like, she ties you up and does naughty things to you. He at one point calls him a lucky little bastard. I think Mm -hmm. that's in the earlier scene. Lucky little bastard. Then this male bonding that occurs. The male bonding that occurs is A.C. Slater tries to run the car off the road. And then he tries to choke him out. Yes. The The dad tries to choke him out. He grabs for the wheel and tries to run the car off the road and the dad grabs him around the neck and says calm down I know you're nervous relationships make everybody suffocating he says but you'll get get over it he's like suffocating him not hey why'd you try to run the car off the road this is a good point by Darren Darren Lloyd I do not trust the extra virgin olive oil at this particular man's gas station any gas station sure but this gas station I don't know if Make sure that bottle is sealed. Yes. Because I don't know. love of God. Because that guy's weird as hell. That guy is weird as hell. Um, so they get back home. There's no discussion between them as to why'd you try to run the car off the road. No. Nope. Uh-huh. Um, he... Oh, also, before they drive away... He runs back into the store and the gas station attendant tries to pull a gun on him. Because the right. gas station, t- everybody's just got a gun. Everybody's got a gun. That guy probably should based on the gas station he's working at, though. Right. Um, so they come back and Grandma arrives. That's Dolores. She, as you said, is a drunk and not the worst person in this movie, even close. Um, 
but they're sitting around at this point and he splits his pants because they're too small for him um because it's the dad's clothes and that's when the brother offers him he's like i have a change of clothes that you can borrow crucially he is probably smaller than the dad so him offering not sweatpants to him is kind of a weird Uh, move he says he didn't say i have i have i have some extra clothes so now for the rest of the film with all of the changes of clothes that that mario lopez wears these are extra outfits brought in a small rolling suitcase that we see by the brother yes who is smaller Including than mario lopez by quite a, quite suits a bit that are tailored to him yes it, um, yes yes <laughs> but the brother crucially has snuck a cell phone away um from the key controlled ones and he's like i would love to make a quick call and takes the phone and runs to the bathroom. And I swear to God, does it call the police? No. Does it call 911? No. Calls his girlfriend. Right. Who doesn't pick up. And when she doesn't pick up, he calls his to-be mother-in-law. Yes. Um, They have like a, a palatial estate where yeah. um, there is a, a worker there who's waiting on her hand and foot. And does mm-hmm. not like her very much. Her mm-hmm. drink is out of reach while she's on the phone. Right. Um, and she has like spa, like cucumbers over her eyes thing. And is like, it's, I simply can't reach it. Um, and the waitress, not waitress, I guess, like the, whoever's serving maid. her. The maid. The maid. Um, is intentionally putting it out of her reach. And she falls down and falls over. Mm-hmm. Um, but she does eventually pass the phone off to Jessica. Mm-hmm. Um, and... He explains what happened to her. He was going to propose at the restaurant and he stood Jessica up. That's an important note, too. Right. Um, when well, he, he got he kidnapped, kidnapped. Yeah. she thought he stood her up. Stood up. So uh, she's pissed yes. at him and he's yes. got like a minute to explain what happened here. Um, but eventually, he, once he says that he was going to propose, everything changes. She suddenly believes him. Um, and the whole time I'm like, why would you not call 911, you idiot? Like, why are you calling your girlfriend who didn't answer and your next call is your soon-to-be mother-in-law? Right. Like, you're on a cell phone. I know this wasn't the tracking days of cell phones, but the, they could ping the cell tower that you were around or something. Also, they're oh, so the far out. The, they're, the nearest gas station is 20 miles away. How good do you think the cell reception is in that cabin in 2007? Yeah. That's a rough one. Which he says shortly after this, though, to their credit. Like, she says, you were making a phone call. And he says, Mm -hmm. couldn't get any reception in there. And she says, I don't believe you. Right. Um, But he says, fine. Uh, I did get through. And the cops are going to be here in a few hours. And until then, I'm going to be the best boyfriend ever to you. uh, Because it's going to be so much more satisfying for me when the cops show up and arrest you so i do like like they did try like somebody tried to go out of their way and and justify things because he does flip a switch he does once he gets through to his girlfriend who is the like the most superficial selfish awful person in the world um 
and says, you need to get a hold of the police. He hasn't called the police. The poli- he didn't call the police. Say The police said, okay, we have your location. We will be there. Um, that would give him the kind of confidence to do this. Yeah, so it, was, it felt like, very unresolved to the point where right. I was like, I don't know if the police are actually going to show up. Right, right. So, so the 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 girlfriend is supposed to contact the police. He gave a a, a very vague description. Um, he An used, hour and a half outside north, I think. Yeah, he he says that uh, he uses real estate lingo. So he calls it a six plus four. That's right. Six bedroom, four bathroom. Um, so, uh, but he, so we, that's whatever. So he says after she catches him on the phone, she flushes the phone down the toilet. Thanks you to my, to my big, my big brother, Jake, no more phone for you. Um, and then she, then well, she never resolved. Like Jake never asked him, Hey, can I have my phone back? And, and he doesn't say, Hey, no, uh, your sister flushed down the toilet for some reason. Like that's never resolved. We never thought to talk about that, but th- he does say that like, I'm going to pretend to be the best boyfriend ever. I'll help you out. It's like, why would you do this? Because it's going to make it so much more satisfying when the police bust your ass or whatever. Um, She, if she believes that he did get through to people, she is the one who knows where the keys are. Why isn't she making a break for Canada right now? She has committed a federal offense they're going to show up. They're going to check his ID, realize he's not Nick. His story's going to check out. You're going to jail. And she do, she does not express at any point worry that she might suffer consequences no. for committing a federal crime. And Canada's like two minutes away. That's yeah. mentioned. Right. Because um, they are in upstate New York. Actually, they're already in Canada. Um so then we get him being the best boyfriend ever. He's yes. teaching the dad how to golf. They finally get around to asking him who he is as a human being, I guess. And he right. reveals that he works in real estate development. He's the VP of new business. And then they just switch to picking on her. They're right. talking about her invisible friend growing up, Bobo Bonkers, and how they paid a kid down the street to be her friend. Uh, and he gave the money back. back. And I thought, like, oh, maybe this is when he's going to start to feel some sort of empathy toward her and realize, no, no he just no. joins in, just picking on her yeah. with the family. Like, this wasn't, yeah. I, you knew where this was going, obviously. So I kept waiting for the, like, when does he get on her side? And, like, you could have, there were so many points of this where you could have had that gradually build up. But no, he just, it, it yeah, happens he's just picking like on that her. much yeah. later. It's much later. so weird. Um. And then, because she sucks, too, uh, they go to put the angel on the tree, and they're like, we should have Nick do it. Like, new guest, boyfriend of, of our daughter. Um, but I always do it since I, I was four. four years old, I've done it. Shut up. You suck. Like, I have no empathy for her in that she kidnaps someone, and she's also kidnapping aside. If you're asking me to put the felony aside, She's so annoying. Like, I would not want to hang out with her even if I didn't no. know she was a felon. Right. Um, we cut to everybody playing snow football outside and yes. she's Except not for her. playing. She's, she's drinking hot chocolate on the inside watching and, and, and this is where she starts to be like, 
Well, everyone, everyone loves him more than me. I, I guess he is pretty, pretty cool. He's pretty he's, cool, I guess. He's, he's a pretty, he's a pretty good guy, I guess. He's also playing like, football in the suck snow. Suck it up and, and go uh, outside and play snow. No, football. no, 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 no. You go, you're going to. Okay, so again, he is wearing a an extra parka because the the he's not wearing the the brother's parka. Because the brother brought one, and he's going to stay inside and, and chat with his sister. The brother is also outside playing football. So there's an extra parka, an extra big, fat, Gore-Tex, huge parka that he is wearing out there. That somebody brought two of them, you know, just in case the first one just got in coffee case on it. You know somebody what I mean? got kidnapped. Um, right, right. It's just ridiculous. Um, uh, yeah, no, all, uh, this is oh, – oh, we find out also that the dad – and he, un, un, uh, unbeknownst to both of them, have a little uh, work relationship. Our firm did some work for you legal guys. Legal work. Legal work for you guys last year or something like that. So like, On oh, the Johnson oh, deal or whatever it was. We're, yeah. we're definitely going to be able to be best friends. We have hit it off now. Um, and then after snow football... We find out there's like 9 million traditions with this family. Oh my, so Pick many. one. But they read the night before Christmas every year and they ask Nick mm-hmm. to do it. And because she's a whiny little bitch, she stops off to her room. If you are committing a felony and the guy that you kidnapped is being so bought in for by the family that he's being asked to participate in Christmas traditions, mm-hmm. you should mm-hmm. be stoked. Mm-hmm. You should be thrilled. But instead, she's like, Mwah, I'm going to my room. And he follows her to her room and she's like my family likes you better than me and he's like come on that's not true and it's like well yeah it is because all they've done is bully her and all they've done is be nice to you and you joined in the bullying um yes so then they go back downstairs because she's calmed down because she flips out about everything except for the felony that she's committed Uh (laughs) uh-huh um it felt like he was just continuing to be mean too, which I almost appreciated. He was like, "Come on," because that's how I felt about her. He was like, "Come on, let's go. Like, let's go back downstairs." Right. Being a little bit. Right. right. Um, and then we move on to Christmas tradition eight hundred million forty ninety two of right. Christmas letters because Christmas, one Christmas, Christmas cookies they have to be Oreos and milk have to be Oreos. left left out for Santa because Are God you a forbid, or God forbid, Twister. <clears throat> God forbid this this woman who prepares giant feasts for every meal would bake her own Christmas cookies. Chocolate chip cookies or whatever. Oreo cookies. Um, and also we have to write letters to Santa every year on Christmas Eve late at night because, because I guess in their telling of it, Santa comes down the chimney, finds your letter, looks at it, and then leaves you what you left in your letter. Yes. Like, as opposed to sending it sometime earlier in December to the North Pole so Santa can get it and bring, which is how it happens in Santa who I don't know maybe they should burn all the letters maybe then that would work I don't know but but whatever's happening is terrible that traumatizing beginning of that mm-hmm. movie lives in my yeah. head mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so they're sitting down writing their letters mm-hmm. and he wants superficial things Alex he wants a fully loaded, I want a fully loaded SUV, SUV mm-hmm. yes. which I was like good for him 
You're, and, you've been kidnapped. You write down that you want a fully loaded SUV. Uh-huh. And, um, and, a pasta, and a pasta maker. And a pasta maker. And she's like, what, you only like superficial things? And my favorite maybe whole thing in the movie is he's like, well, my life is pretty great. So My life is great. I got a perfect yeah, job, job. Beautiful love. Beautiful girlfriend. Amazing apartment. Whatever. Yeah. It's so and, I was like, good for him for being like, yeah, I'm going for superficial things because I have my shit together. <laughs> like actually but, made me laugh out loud. Yeah, and also he's a horrible person. Both both things are true. Both things are true. But yes. I was just like, at least he's just owning it out there. Yeah. Um and he's like, What did you want? To stop global warming or something? Uh and hers says tiki lights. I think a Chinese a teapot. Chinese teapot. And to stop disappointing no, my parents. No, 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 no. He takes the list from her. Okay, got to get, got to get Mario Lopez in here. The way he, where he's like, tiki lights, Chinese teapot. Stop disappointing my parents. <sighs> Come on, I'm sure that's not true. That's exactly like, literally verbatim what I wrote down. <laughs> like, well, come on, that's not true. Just the way he's he's reading it, scoffing at her, and then sees why why would you, why Clarissa, Sabrina. Let's explain it. Gertrude, Trudy, Trudester. Why would you write down next to this man who you don't know? You know he's gonna look at the list. Stop disappointing my parents, and, and and like, why would why would you pour your soul? Are you gonna leave that out for your parents to find? Why would you write this down? It's an completely convoluted thing they do in movies that I always hate. Also, if you are by chance wishing for a Christmas miracle, maybe put like not go to jail for the felony. Yes, yeah, there you go. That's good. That's good. Um. Is she, I love the staging of this. She very dramatically gets up and goes to the window and says that she has disappointed her parents and the only time she can remember them being proud of her was from Christmas Eve when she was 10 and she tells a story about how she had an ice skating solo and that the show that she was supposed to skate in got canceled on Christmas Eve because of a snowstorm and her parents like froze over the backyard they hosed it down and they put lights up all around it um and they were like we want you to perform for us and uh she did and she was like that's like the only time i remember them being proud of me and now they're just mean to her and he says parents want what's best for their kids but they don't know what that is crucially we find out later probably not like the best guy to be making assessments of how parenting relationships work because both of his parents died in a car accident so mm-hmm, i'm just mm-hmm, mm-hmm, just mm-hmm, saying mm-hmm. um finally after that very this is like the the first emotional connection that they right have right mm-hmm. um like he's just waking up to the fact that maybe her parents constantly mocking her might have had taken some toll on her mm-hmm. But we get Jessica finally going to the police who are having a Christmas party. Um, and they don't really pay her any mind until she's like, um, excuse me. And uh, they kickstart the investigation. she says, someone needs to pay attention to me right now. Yeah. 
Which you know what? If you walk into a police station, that's fair. That's extremely that is, there's fair. There's nobody manning the desk, there's and they nobody. seem really upset about having to work on Christmas Eve. Let me go help out this person that's reporting a federal offense, I guess. And he walks up and he goes, let me guess, domestic disturbance? And and to be honest, she has like dolled herself up entirely to go to the... She, her hair is yeah. different. Uh, she's d- completely dressed to the nines to go to the police station, which means she took a long time from... It is the middle of the night at the police station. She, he called her the middle of the day. Yeah, like so after she breakfast. Se- several hours to 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 then get up and go to the police station to try and find out what's going on with her kidnapped boyfriend. Her kidnapped boyfriend. Um so that finally kickstarts. But back at the house everybody now has their Christmas assignments to do all of these things, but the only assignment that Clarissa and AC Slater get is to spend some quality time together. Go outside and have fun. Go outside and have some fun. So they play hockey. Uh, there's there is a frozen over lake pond lake pond I, thing. Yeah, I don't know. there's there's an ice rink surrounding a gazebo in the backyard, and they in regular shoes play hockey, slipping and falling a lot. There's a there's sticks and a goal set up and a puck, and they play hockey, and then they go walking by a, by a river and have a heart to heart about stuff. Crucially, as well. Uh, he was concussed from the fall that he had a couple days ago. He's fine. He's totally fine. He's totally fine. <clears throat> they do, um, have a, a heart to heart. She reveals that yeah. she's an artist and works in portraits and post-impressionism. And so, she cannot believe he knows any post-impressionism artists. They, they, they're playing, they're playing hockey. He's like elbowing her in the throat and she's fallen down everything. And then they're walking by by the by the river and the and that we cut to a river and them walking slowly by the river through the underbrush. And he goes, So what do you do for fun? Why would you possibly care? This is the woman like you're not pretending because the family's not there to see this. Like you pretend in front of the family to like kind of like get her goat and be the best boyfriend ever. Because you hate her because she kidnapped you. I get it. But why are you pretending at any point now when the family's gone to like, what do you, what do you do for fun? Uh, I pay. I think we're supposed to, I think the ice skating story scene was supposed to be like a revelation that mm-hmm. like she's had a psychotic break and he's starting to feel empathy for her. Mm, I think. Okay. I mean, I, I think you're right. Uh, but also, it does not come I'm across not that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not in the slightest. Um, her being floored that he knows a single post-impressionist artist mm-hmm. is hysterical to me. Um, you maybe you sh- you should you shouldn't make judgments about people you don't know very well. Yeah. Um, and then she says, "What what do you do? Um, well, I besides what do you do when you're not designing cookie cutter condominiums for the masses?" Because actually, uh, I went to architecture school. Uh, I, I thought I would go out on my own. And, and she says, well, why didn't you? Uh, it's really risky if you're not really super well-known because it, it, you can – nobody nobody is very successful unless they're well-known. It's like, well, why couldn't your parents help you get, get a leg up? Well, I'm sure they would if they could rub two dimes together. They were school teachers. 
you know, and she says, uh, they died in a car wreck when I was nine. And she goes, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. But well, you told me you grew up well off. No, right. you, you said assumed that, that about me. So, he's, oh, oh, I, so I grew up, I spent, I, I, I lived in a one room apartment with my grandfather until I was 18. And, and I, I mowed lawns to, to get through Mowed college. lawns for the city to get through college. Um, and, uh, so this is how like, oh, I judged you. Oh, I may have judged you harshly. We have both judged each other too harshly. Maybe we have more in common than we realize. Me and my kidnapper have more in common. You know what? There's a, I forget. There's a certain, certain kind of thing uh, that is, I, it's, it's on the tip of my, um, if there's like it's it's Oslo, an Oslo, Oslo. No, it's a different. It's a different Scandinavian city. Copenhagen. No. No. Sto- Stock Stockholm. It is. Uh, st- uh, the, uh, it's a, a Stockholm uh, syndrome of something. Sorts, I believe. Yeah. yeah. A syndrome of Stockholm. <laughs> the old syndrome of Stockholm. And the clinching line for the fact that this is supposed to be a romantic scene too, is she was like, you know, and she's like, I'm sorry you went through all that. And he goes, I, in some ways, it's helpful. I learned at an early age what it's like to be on our own. Right. That 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 you'll that you always have to look out for yourself, and no one's ever going to be there for you, or some kind of ridiculous thing. Super. I, I have a perfect life. No one will ever be there for you. Like, is there, is there, <laughs> there's a dichotomy there? I don't think it really exists. But uh, And then we cut to them playing chess. Yes. Uh, and there's yeah. like this weird stop hitting yes. yourself scene. Yes. Which she, 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 she makes a move and it's a bad move. And so he goes and takes her thing. And she says, oh, no, give me that back. I, I didn't mean to. God, and then like, she, have you he, ever been accountable like, for anything in your life, you whiny little brat? But he's he's doing the stop hitting yourself thing. Like she's she's constantly being bullied by her family, and you think the way to ingratiate yourself with her because he's obviously doing that right now is to literally bully her the way little bullies pick on kids in in school is stop hitting yourself. And the funny thing is, it works. Yeah, she's like, she's like, oh, you stop it! Oh, I, I love it when you make me hit myself. Um, and she's like, no, 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 stop it, stop it! It's like, no, 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 you made a mistake, and you can't take it back. And she, and she goes, even when you know it's wrong immediately, and you're really, really, really sorry. Yeah. She apologized for kidnapping him through the metaphor of a chess game. Yes, yes. My notes just say this is supposed to be them flirting question mark exclamation point question mark. Yeah. Yeah. Um and so then they stand she, under the mistletoe. No, yeah, they 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 do, but um this is uh they stand under the mistletoe, but before that, that's where he accidentally sees her little sketchbook. Or a photo album, it's a photo album of full paintings that she's made. That she carries around with her in her purse. Let us. If it was a sketchbook, I'd be like, totally cool. Like you're sitting on the subway, you sketch something out. Sketch. It's a it's a mini photo album with four by sixes taken from far away in her own studio of full size portraits that she's made, and she's made a photo album of those, and those are in her purse. 
and and he sees it and looks through them and and uh, is very interested by by her style of of portraits and whatnot. Um, Ex- and then extremely moved by them. Yes, and then they end up under the mistletoe. They do. And, and, and her mother and her older brother are being like, "Don't be a prude. Make out in front of us." So much weird sex stuff in this movie. What? This the gas station attendant. The mom says boinking later. We're gonna get to that. Mm. Her yep. friend Lucy and the owner of the restaurant are having some weird Christmas Eve sex party. This, I don't it goes think so that's... far out of its way for this ABC Family movie to. That's that's the thing is that I don't think that's him. She's supposed to be having a first uh, a first weekend with her boyfriend Stephen. And then there's Taj, who's the owner of the restaurant. And Taj has a very thick Indian accent. And Stephen, in this tryst scene where they're running around dressed up with little bows on their on their naughty bits, Stephen Stephen looks like Taj, but doesn't have the accent. If there's a subplot in here where Stephen is pretending to be Taj, or Taj is pretending to be Stephen, and they have two different accents, or maybe they're long-lost twins... And this waitress happened. If there's a subplot in here about that, the movie needs to be about that subplot because that's way more interesting than any of this stuff. I honestly, I just feel like they cast two guys, Stephen and Taj, who look too similar and make it really weird. But I, but that anyway, that's it. So the yeah the um, the investigation because, starts at the diner, right? And they go and they talk to Taj, who's got wearing a full Santa beard. And uh, it's like, where, where your, your waitress kidnapped a guy here? Where would she have gotten a gun? Uh, he's like, I do not know what's going on. And then they go to the waitress's house, and there's that, that can't be Taj there because he would know they were coming because he's the one who sent them there. So that can't be Taj. But it, again, I know what you're talking about. It looks like Taj. It is not Taj. It is Steven. But why you cast a guy, Steven, who looks like Taj, I don't understand. And there was like definitely a weird tension between Taj and Lucy at the diner, yes. too. So, but, they, but it's, uh, yeah. Um, so that investigation is underway. They're talking to Taj at the diner. He's denying things. Um, and then back at the house, the mom starts to, out of kind of nowhere, start to just like break. Um, yes. she goes up to talk to her mom who's folding laundry. And she's like, do you ever have dreams about just like folding laundry? Cause this is all her life has become. She's like, it's time for gifts, weirdo. Either this family brought 12 outfits each for a two-day trip, or you have to do laundry while you're at the cabin. There cannot be both things. You, it's true. You, 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 there can't be both things. You're not doing laundry at not your house because you brought too many different changes of clothes. That's And no. certainly not like right at gift time. Like this was so weird. And she's just like kind of staring off into the distance talking to her daughter and she is like have you you had sex with anybody but nick and she's like no of course not mom who slut shamed my sister earlier in this movie i am not and she was like oh of course you have that's the modern way boinking more than one person i've only had sex with your father she came up there to say hey it's time for gifts Mm -hmm. The mother has not shown any, like, signs of no. psychosis before no, this, in this movie. No, not at all. No, never. <sighs> um, and then she's like, oh, it is time for gifts. And they go downstairs. 
and it's time for gifts. And and everybody gets, this is a family that is, the dad is a lawyer. He's obviously a partner in this law firm. I don't think the mom works, but she doesn't have to because of all the money they have. This is a six bedroom, four bathroom uh, cabin uh, that is thousands of dollars to rent for Christmas weekend. They're no, they, no, don't think a second. They brought hope. They brought up all this silver and b- sumptuous bottles of wine. This is incredibly well-appointed family. Okay, um, they give each other one gift, and it is a back scratcher, and 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 a book, and and a and a world's greatest grandma mug. Yep. Like these, these are people who, this is the family who gets the, the Lexus from the dealership with a giant bow on it. Yeah. This is that family. Not, they're not a back scratcher family. No. These, they, they, they definitely go all out. Everyone gets pieces of jewelry and a watch from Cartier. Like, the, no, this is not like a white elephant this is not, family. No, situation. this is not a white elephant family. But they get her a briefcase. Because they thought she was going to nail her interview, and she obviously screwed it up. When, once she screwed up the interview, and you know she screwed it up because she, she tells I, I didn't it didn't I didn't get the job it didn't work out. Um, at that point, don't because that's a second okay. gift. She gets a first gift. I forget what it is, but it's it's not much of anything. It's like gloves or something. And then they give her a second gift, which is a, a sumptuous leather briefcase. But once you know she didn't get the job. Maybe just save that, take it back to the store and get it. I'm sure you got a gift receipt. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it starts a whole thing of like where the dad's like, and by the way, relatable. Uh, when are you going to start doing something with your life? You're 27 years old, which I got from the age of 25 until still every Christmas. Every Christmas I get that. And he stopped saying it to my face. He just writes it in a long letter about what oh, a failure I am as, as a man because because I don't I didn't I don't actually... I'm not the breadwinner in the household. That's great. I love Christmas. Um, so but fun. so much fun. Um, but his whole thing about what are you gonna you you can you can do your wrestling podcasting in your spare time. What I, I mean, uh, art painting. Art, you can painting. do painting in your spare time. <laughs> um, uh, but you have to get your life together. What are you gonna make with yourself? Don't you want to be anything? And, he um, says painting or drawing or coloring. He coloring. belittles her art to coloring. Coloring, yeah. Um, and then, with the most out of left field heroic save, yeah, comes Nick David A.C. Slater, uh, who stands up and he's like, "I've seen her paintings, and they're raw and they're beautiful," and um, it stands up for them as having value, which kind of like takes her breath away, which would have been enough, but. Something much bigger and better is going to happen here, Alex. And that is that he has the ring he was going to propose with to her girlfriend and uh, proposes to her. Mm -hmm. Proposes Mm -hmm. to his kidnapper. Right. Knowing the cops are on the way because he just he wants her to be able to enjoy the next few hours. Yes. The, the mom immediately erupts in applause and says, this just says to, to David, to A.C. Slater, Mario Lopez, this is the greatest Christmas present you could have ever given me. Again, yeah. we are supposed to, I, I do believe we are supposed to like the mom, but hate the dad. 
And um, and when she says this is the greatest president that um, that that you could have given me, um, it's making making it all about herself. I can't wait to plan the wedding for you. She is just the the worst. Run. She's awful. Far away. Yeah. And also just like a great message to send of like, oh, we thought she had to get her life together, but she's engaged now, so she does not yeah. have to get her life together. Like that's that's what this felt like to me was like, oh, well this rich man can take care of you, so now you can you can do your little paintings and you don't have to have a sense of self or purpose like outside right. of anything. So just loved that. Um so oh my god uh then we get dinners in three hours oh also the dialogue she he proposes she accepts the family erupts and she is like thank you so much for doing that i'm basically like says like i'm so sorry i kidnapped you and he goes it hasn't been that bad And that is when I decided to keep the flick in. Was that exactly? <laughs> because um, for that scene alone, mm-hmm. it's no, worth no, it. It's, it's for the next. It's the next scene for me. It's the, the next scene for me. Wait, 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 wait. No, it's the rest. It's the. It's honestly, it's the rest of the time at the cabin. Okay. Um, because this is where she says to her mom, "But the proposals happened, right?" Yes. The proposals happened, um, and. Uh, and everyone's super excited about it, but now the the rest of the day must go on, and we shall never mention it again. Um, so uh, she's like, "Hey, mom, is there anything I can help you with in the kitchen?" She says, "Oh, yeah, you could take out the garbage." And so she goes out to the to the garage with the garbage, uh, and the brother is there, and he's sitting in a folding chair, uh, drinking a beer out of a cooler because it's this is his house. He lives here. I don't. This is I, this is a weird thing to do, but he. Um, he, she says, "Hey, I'll, I'll sit down with you." Like, um, he's like, "Hey, that's so great, by the way, about you know you and congratulations, yeah." I wish, I wish I could have that. Oh, also, we, we mentioned when he when he shows up, the mom says, "I'm so sorry that Jen couldn't come." It's like, yeah, well, I'm lucky I could get the time off work. She, yeah. he says. So there's a girlfriend for the older brother that isn't here, which makes me feel like, why, why is it that she couldn't show up without Nick, and say? Yeah, Nick, Nick couldn't get the time off work. If the brother can do it, she should be able to do it too. But apparently, she can't. Anyway, he says, <clears throat> "He says, well, what are you talking about? You, if you find it, you have Jen. She's amazing." It's like, yeah, actually, Jen and I broke up six months ago. She goes, "Shut up!" And he goes, "I've actually started seeing somebody else." Shut up! And his name is Ryan. And I'm like, of course. Of course, we got the closeted gay brother. Who and we already is, know the dad's homophobic, right? Oh yeah, they established yeah. that as soon as he met right. Nick yeah, fully, Steven. fully. But like, but it's totally okay. It's cool. This is where they're having heart to heart about that. There, uh, uh, Melissa, Melissa explains it all. Whatever, um, and her brother. Meanwhile, meanwhile, um, the grandma has found where the where the cell phones and the keys are. <laughs> they were hidden inside the mouth of a stuffed bear on the wall. You couldn't, by the way, it's a very small head of a bear. There's no way you could fit all the things inside. Anyway, um, she's taken the keys to her car. She's drunk. Grandma has. She's drunk. And she is going, like, I, I, she's, she runs out to the car and Mario Lopez sees it and falls her, okay? And, and goes, um, 
uh, goes out and um, and he's like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "I'm going someplace right back to the city where I can get a steak and a cognac." Uh, come on, come on, sugar britches or whatever she calls him. Um, and so he gets in the car trying to stop her, and she backs into a tree, um, which is a huge ex- thing. And then everyone runs out to see if she's okay and all that stuff, right? So um, then uh, we cut to Melissa Joan Hart, who's gotten all dressed sumptuously in this thing that she's wearing, beautiful dress. Um, not at all the Christmas dress that she was br- told to bring and wear. No, she arrived that. in that. I, I don't know where, where she got this from, but this is definitely not something that was in her closet, and this is she did not pack. She didn't bring luggage. Um, so this is weird. Anyway, and then Mario Lopez shows up in this perfectly tailored suit, I guess owned by a man who's not the same size as him, which is a weird thing that would happen. Um, uh, so he says, uh, he says, um, come on, I want I want to show you something, right? Well, also, so when the car accident happens, because he's in the car, mm-hmm. Trudy, Melissa Jones, Clarissa Hart is like, not trying to escape anymore. Oh, right, right. Huh? Mm-hmm, and he was like, mm-hmm. I was just making sure that she was okay. Yes, he right. has a vested stake in making sure Dolores is okay. This man, right. the grandma. Yes, yes, yeah. exactly. The crazy drunk grandma. But then they're getting bundled up to like go do something outside, right? And he looks over and sees little sister stretching. She does Pilates. So she's stretching and doing yoga and she's bent over at the waist and just asked to everybody in her little tight jeans. And he's staring at her. And this is like he is he is now supposedly firmly in love with a Melissa Joan Hart. And in front of her is ogling her little sister. And, and, and in love then, with someone else. Like at the same time. My, my, he's supposed to get married, but like he's supposedly the movie is telling us he's falling in love with Melissa John Hart. Hart. And in front of her is ogling her little sister. Okay? Um, and and then Melissa Joan Hart calls him on it. And he goes, what? Your sister's very limber. And and she goes, ah, it's like, oh my god, you're jealous. No, you're you're a creep who's yeah. staring at my little sister's butt. What? Yeah. Why? Don't do that in front of me. That's weird. And then anyway, then they go outside to the gazebo with the with the ice rink around it for some reason. And she and he and he walks up. What are we doing out here? Uh, it's cold. It's dinner time. And he walks up to the gazebo, and there's a little like a little bench that that opens up for storage inside. And he pulls out a pair of ice skates that just so happen to be, I guess, Sabrina the Teenage Witch's exact size. I don't know why those are the, the, the he didn't bring them with him. There's no reason why he would know they were there and that they would fit her. So he pills them out. And I says, Here, thought it was from on. the hockey seat earlier, but you're right. They were in she, their sneakers. They were, they were in sneakers. Here, put these on, he says. Okay. And then um, uh, she's like, but I'm wearing a dress, you idiot. She says, shut up. Put these. She says, shut up. Yeah, shut up. Put these on. And then he goes and turns on a little light switch and all the gazebo lights up. And he says, now, this is this is so nice. And this like, is wow. beautiful. This is also, it. like, okay. did you string all those lights up? And when did you do that? He says, he says, now you owe me. It's like, I owe you. Yeah, you owe me a show. And and he go, and she goes, oh, no, no way. It's like, come on. I want to see this routine. This routine that she had mastered at the age of 10 
17 years ago. And she is supposed to remember it perfectly. And also have the same muscle memory and, and ability to do all the moves of figure skating without figure skating recently. Because she gave it up like when she was a kid. She doesn't still figure skate. So she, so she sits there and watches her do a full figure skating routine, including one of those amazing like little twirl things yeah. and jumps and jump and spins. Like she's really good, apparently. I don't know why she didn't make nationals, but like she's really good. And he sits and he watches her and she does it all in slow motion at the light of the gazebo is bearing down on her. And he immediately falls in love with her because he pressured her to do a, a skating routine that she had done when she was 10. I, my notes just say, maybe you should get a job if you still remember your figure skating routine from when you were 10. Maybe she could be a figure skating coach. Yeah, I don't know. Coach some kids. Also, did he hit play on the music? Where did the music come from? I don't know where the music came from. I have so many questions about this scene. Don't know where the music came from Um, or anything. Shout out to whatever stunt double was doing this because it looked beautiful. Um, Yeah. She at no point like gets back on the ice in this and indicates that she would remember or has skated since. No. Like um as nope. a former figure skater, I can tell you I would not be able to do any of the routines from when I was 13, 14 years old today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um yeah, it's insane. And to be like, you owe me something, and the answer to be what she owes him is not. Freedom because you kidnapped me. It is a static figure skating routine. She says, if you can just get through till tomorrow morning, I promise I'll take you anywhere you want to go. Or so no, through, is, to Christmas dinner. That's what it is. If you can just get yeah. through Christmas dinner, because Christmas right. dinner is about to get crazy. Y'all. Right, right. Chris, um, Christmas, Christmas dinner now is... Um, Everyone sitting around Christmas dinner, um, and the mom is drunk on wine, and the dad is an a hole, like always. Um, and uh, um, then the the siblings decide to have announcements because the older brother says he was he told Melissa Joan Hart that she was he was going to say announce at dinner that he was gay, and she's like that's a bad idea. But he's going to do it anyway. And then he gets cut off by little sister who says, I dropped out of law school. And all the money you've been sending me to pay for tuition, I used as a down payment on a Pilates studio in California. And the dad says, oh, great. You're going to move to the lands of fruits and nuts and stretch. No, what you're not going to do is that. You're going you're gonna to get the money back and you're going to re-enroll in law school. Um, and then, um, uh, and, and mom is cackling through all mom this. is cackling through all this. And then the, the brother says, Oh, I also have a, a, an announcement. I'm gay. And then grandma does a spit take and, and, and mom laughs even harder and says, Oh honey, I know I've always known. Um, and the dad is, is because he's homophobic. Mm-hmm. He's up. He's, he's awestruck by this information mm-hmm. as well. Uh-huh. Can you imagine if you came out and the reactions were spit take from grandma? Probably uh-huh. fair. 
Someone laughing at you and saying that they knew, and then someone uh-huh. just staring at you dumbfounded. Uh-huh. What a wonderful family. And this is where they, the mom and dad yell at each other at the dining room table um, about, um, about, uh, why are you, you're crazy? I'm your little puppet. You're like, you try and make everybody just like you. Uh, I was like, <clears throat> blah, 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 but something else. Uh, this has never been a happy marriage. If it was, then I wouldn't have to picture Clint Eastwood to get through our annual birthday sex. And I was like, Clint, Clint Eastwood? She's not that old. Like, is she remembering him from like 1972? Because Clint Eastwood in 2007 was like, that was like Grand Torino. That mom, was old. mom in 2007 should be saying Patrick Dempsey, 100%. Right. Or, or George mom. Clooney. George Clooney. George perfect. Clooney, perfect. But like Clint, Clint Eastwood. Why? And and so that there's a giant oh, thing. This and was then, for ABC Family. They shoehorned so many like sex, 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 sex. ABC's family. So far and then, out of the way to do that. And then the then the grandma turns to the to the grandson and says, "Aren't you glad you're gay?" <laughs> Which is honestly probably one of the better lines in the movie. And then the cops kick in the door. Yes. Um, we did get a scene earlier that we alluded to but didn't fully talk about where um, the diner investigation leads to Lucy's on Christmas Eve. Right. They're having some weird sex dalliance and yes. the cops walk in on that and... She doesn't want to give in and say she knows, but because of the phone call earlier, she does know. And they say, hey, we're going to book you as an accessory to this crime right. if you right. don't tell us, which right. is an appropriate response to kidnapping. Uh-huh. And then she says, it's not her fault. It's men. It's they me- drive us. women crazy. And they drive and, and, me bonkers. And- I'm always kidnapping them. Because they just, just drive me crazy. Men, they drive women crazy. And the thing to, to show how she is driven crazy is she is a waitress at a terrible diner and her boyfriend puts a beer bottle down on her coffee table, and she reaches over and picks up and puts it on a coaster. Which is a thing that the crazy, like, like selfish, like, former fiancé would do with her, like, $12,000 coffee table. Not the coffee table you got from Ikea. That's the best possible version of what you probably got out of a dumpster. Also, like, that justification for kidnapping. Like, you just said that it's not her fault for kidnapping someone because men do things like this. Men drive you crazy. Like, like not, not putting your thing on a coaster. Um, so, the, so the cops show up. It's the same cops that she went to and talked to in New York. And I usually, they like, okay, well, that's not our jurisdiction. Also, it's a federal crime, so you'd call the FBI. But you would definitely call local police from whatever, look, the sheriff's office. But yeah. it is the same the same people. And they show up. But Grandma somehow found the flintlock musket pistol. And she says, I don't know who brought home the bacon, but I'm going to fry it up in a pan. She's the best part of this movie. <laughs> um, and, and it's not that good. Mario Lopez... Uh, uh, David convinces her to put the gun down because well they was like hey she's kidnapping kidnapping what are you talking about? who's supposed to have kidnapped uh that's her boyfriend Nick no my name's not Nick it's it's David it's and David. so they they all get arrested and they're all in the slammer um and uh no nobody will nobody will listen to Melissa Joan Hart explain herself or her actions nor should uh, they no 
And then they're all free to go because he won't press charges. You know who is pressing charges? The cops at grandma for pointing a gun at them. <laughs> so grandma's going to jail for the rest of her life. So the I one like good character in the entire movie is the one that gets punished. She gets punished for being good at what she did. Um, I... They like... So there's a scene where in this she's getting all of her stuff back right there's a, a yes. bottle opener keychain and one of the things that she gets back is the ring that was she, she was supposed right. to it yeah and they say don't let go of that guy i don't honey, know if that... honey you hang on to that man because like, because the size of the rock is the only indicative thing of the man's worth and she was the size just of the in ring. prison. Like, yeah. maybe put two and two together in some way that, like, maybe. oh. Yeah. Um, but also, then the next thing that we have is a scene between the two of them. And it, she apologizes for everything and thanks him for not pressing charges. And at no point offers to give the ring back. I'm assuming, like, the, the, she must have. Uh, I they, guess, they, I but show be, be, it if you showed it in the scene of her getting it back. Show, right, you got to you got to show her giving the ring back to him so that he can use it to propose to his, to propose his girlfriend. To, yes, who right. is there and is like, and she's like, I wanted to apologize to both of you, and he's like, mm-hmm. ah, it's just kidnap and don't worry about it. And his girlfriend, who we're supposed to not like, is like, well, don't thank me. I would have pressed charges, which I'm like, that's a very reasonable thing. Like that's she shouldn't have had to, to say do. that uh, yeah, in a bitchy no, tone. But she's she's at really least get a restraining that. order or something. Right. Like my right, God. Right. Um. So then we just cut to Valentine's Day. Yes. And she's in the diner, still thinking about her kidnapping victim she's, slash guy. Yeah, she she's lo- she's she's looking at the one ads to try and get a job. Trying to get a job, going through the paper, and she sees the wedding announcement. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's all depressed about it. Yeah, Lucy, the waitress, has now been made partner in this diner. Yeah. All right. Three so, months later, good for Lucy. I don't know. Good for Lucy. Um, but uh, so so now she can see that David is getting in, is engaging and in getting married soon. Uh, but like this is also the thing is that. Is this is this three months later or a year and three months later? Because they were supposed to have gotten married. They, they got engaged. Here's the wedding announcement. Then we cut to them looking at fonts for place settings and looking at dresses. And the wedding is supposedly like later that week. Which is definitely not how that family operates. Yeah. There is a six month to a year long engagement. You have all the dresses are picked out. The the fonts, those are picked out months before the wedding. You have time to print them all up. And then you have to change your mind three times. Like all of that. There's zero chance this happens in in the fashion that they say that it does. Because this movie does not know who the characters are that they have created. Correct. But the, the but but David is sitting there with his girlfriend looking at fonts for play settings. I gotta go get some air. The girlfriend like lets him get air for two seconds and he has to come back in. The the same maid is trying on wedding dresses. All this is just showing you of <clears throat> David's having before. doubts. David's having doubts, and obviously, shouldn't he? His mother, future mother-in-law, is horrible. She treats her maid so terribly, and her and her and, and his future wife is just awful to people. So we we should de- he should definitely leave her and go to Melissa Joan Hart. 
He should definitely leave the woman who's rude to people for the woman who kidnaps him. Right. Yeah. Is the, what is what the, they're telling? Those are the only two options, by the way. He cannot leave for a wealthy, attractive guy in New York leave, City area. He cannot leave the woman who's mean to people and not wind up with a woman who kidnapped him. That's crazy. That would be nuts. So then we get Melissa Joan Hart in her apartment on the phone with her very, brother. Very crucially, though, she goes to sit down, open the mail sit down by the coffee table she's got oreos and milk she does and they talk remember they talk about how you can only you can be a dunker or you can be a twister and both those two people hate each other and she's a twister but so now, Kaboomers and now she's changed she's, she's a changed person it symbolizes the change that she's a changed person now and she's not the crazy lady because she takes a look at the, at the milk and she says you know what now i'm a dunker i'm a dunker now I'm a dunker now, which means everything's all different. Everything's different now and everything's good. And I'm a good person now. Um, and then she gets a call from her brother and he's talking to him and she finds a thing in the mail that she got her art accepted to a gallery show. Yeah. Deal. And he says, he says, she says to, to her brother, you have to be there. Please come there. Don't bring mom and dad though. Like, yes, says, you should call them. You really should. You really should call them. I mean, it's been several months now. You should really call, should really call them. He's like, I, I'm not ready yet. Please don't bring mom and dad to the gallery show, but I need you to be there. He says you should be the bigger person and yes. reach out. That was like, that's a nice way of saying you kidnapped someone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. So cut to the art show, which is David's supposed wedding day. And... He, the brother, brings his boyfriend, which is awesome, Ryan. Mm -hmm. Maybe the only decent person in the show because he's like, this mm -hmm. is great. And that's his only line and that makes him the best person in the mm -hmm. movie. Right. Um, and then she turns around and what did the brother do but invite her whole family after she mm -hmm. specifically asked him not yep. to, to her her big day. He was like, mm -hmm. I'm just going to ignore everything you asked. Right. Um, um and but it's okay because they've been in couples therapy, so they're therapy. they're they're much better people now. Um and they they show you this by the fact that they communicate and reiterating how important communication is like six times. And, mm -hmm, and, and when she's staring at where her painting was because somebody bought it. It's important um, to talk more about that specifically. Yeah. Yes. Um, the, the dad says, listen, I didn't mean to, to upset you and, and to, and to make you, and I, I, I want to protect you. I don't want anything bad to ever happen to you. If it was, if it was up to me, I'd you'd live in a plastic bubble, but that's not practical. So I just want, I want to make sure you're all right, but I need to trust you. Whatever you want, that's what we want for you. It's a big trip. It's a big step. So two months of therapy, he's gotten to that from, when are you going to do something with your life? Right, but also, like, I don't know. If you really want what's best for her, shouldn't she be in therapy? Because she kidnapped someone. <laughs> she should be in therapy. And, like, whatever you want is what we want. I'm like, well, maybe her judgment's not so great because she kidnapped someone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but they're looking at the painting, and it was purchased, and she's... Says that she just thought it would feel different, Alex. And uh, she can't stop thinking about Nick. I mean, David. Um, I mean, Mario Lopez. I mean, I mean Mario Slater. Lopez. I mean, I mean AC Slater. And 
the mom is like, if there's anything I've learned, it's that cutting lines of communication will erode you over time. And I'm like, she kidnapped the guy she misses. It's if there's anything that I've learned, it's about the corrosive nature of silence. <laughs> you should you should talk to him. It's not too late. It's not too late. Yes, it is. He got married today. But anyway, the, so they're also they're, they're I sure. kidnapped him. Right, looking. Uh, she did not see. Apparently, she was mingling when somebody bought the painting. But what an awesome thing that somebody that 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 your oh, painting. Amazing. And by the way, it's it's a painting. I should we should mention this. It's a painting of the gazebo all lit up and the ice rink around it and a figure skater. It's the it's the scene where they fell in love. It is the scene where they fell in love. She fell in love with him because he pressured her to do something she hadn't done since she was ten years old. Ten. But was the um, last time someone in her life felt proud of her, which is ridiculous. But is ridiculous. But anyway, so that was the painting, right? But somebody saw it and bought it. Someone who doesn't know her looks looked at the painting and said, "This is a brilliant painting. I will spend my hard-earned money on this painting because of the because of how there is certainly no ulterior motive behind me buying this painting because I do not have any connection with the artist." Is what she thought. Um, then she goes out to her car and is kidnapped by David, by AC Slater, by Mario Lopez, by the guy from Mexico. By Nick, Nick David. And Nick David. And um he he turnabout's fair play. He he kidnaps her. The karma's a bitch, he says, and he bring brings her to this weirdly lit up place. And it was so expansive, and there was all these lights everywhere, and there was all this. I thought he brought her to the venue for the wedding that he had walked out it on earlier that like, day. Yeah. But I still happen to have the preacher here. So let's get hitched. I thought was what was going to be, but no, he didn't bring her there. He brought her to a venue that he has purchased. Oh no. Are you frozen or am I? Not at the grand finale. No, not your internet at the grand finale. Oh my gosh. I'll have to close it out because Alex in robot mode. Oh no. Guys, David bought the painting is what Alex is trying to tell you. He robbed her of that moment of pride of having somebody... That bought her artwork. Um, and uh, that's basically the end of the movie. He proposes. And the moral of the story is that uh, mental breaks lead to love. And that you should kidnap people if you want to fall in love. Just make sure they're a rich, handsome man. But it's insane. The warehouse is all lit up. And um, he reveals that it's going to be a studio. There he is. He's back. I got kicked out. I don't know why. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not here. I'm back. At the grand finale, too. Yes, we got. We got to do this. We got. Let's, let's rush through this. So, I I got my first painting. I'm going to display in the gallery, and he reveals that he has bought her painting. So it wasn't. It wasn't somebody who had no ulterior motive. It was him trying to get in good graces with her because he reveals he left his fiance and he is now going to be with her what happened at the beginning 
a guy did something for her, i.e. lying that he was actually going to go to her thing because they hadn't slept together yet. And so he was just doing whatever it took to get in her pants. This is a much bigger, more overt version of that. Him buying her painting to display on his gallery. Um, because they haven't slept together yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, so that is that is the thing that seals it. And then and then they make out. To which I said the moral of the story is if you have a psychotic mental break, it'll ultimately lead to a life of love with a rich, handsome man. That's right. um, as long as you do the work to kidnap him. I can't believe we forgot the scene where she walks in on him having just gotten out of the shower. Oh my God. The towel the... around his waist and fully nude from the waist up. And she's like, oh, oh. she's got auga. Like she's got the giant bug eyes and the, and the unfurling tongue. And he's like, yeah, hey, how's it going? This is, this is before they like fall in love. This is her like looking at him like, oh my God, what a piece of meat. And she, she never exposed, like, listen, this is fine and cool, but I also don't believe it. This is, this is, this guy is like ready to spend the rest of his life with this girl and fully in love with her, having exposed himself, basically all of, all of him he could while still getting a TV PG rating to this woman who's like all over him, but he hasn't seen a stitch of skin beyond her hands. Alex, the sequencing of that basically goes to the cops go to Lucy's house and they're having that weird sex dalliance thing. Yes. Um, then she walks in on the, the male gaziest shot to ever yes. male gaze, and then the ice skating scene basically happens. Yes. So it's like weird sex friends, male gaze. He creates the, the ice skating scene from when she was 10 is basically how the rhythm of that all went. I can't believe we forgot to mention the fact that she awkwardly walked in on him. Like, I'm just uh, here for the uh uh uh, uh toothpaste. And he's like, do you need to use the shower? And she's like, I'll, I'll I will wait till when you're, you're dry. dry. Uh, dressed. Uh, dressed. Uh, done. Uh, done. <laughs> and she's li- she's li- she's literally licking her lips through the scene. And he's like, you know, hey, how's it going? I know I work out. And it's just, it's, it's <laughs> I mean, what? <laughs> I think they were like, oh, we just realized nobody has any redeeming traits. Let's continue to point out how sexy he he, is. He does have abs. He does have abs and money. Okay, let's just push those to the front. Abs and money. Girls don't like boys. Girls like abs and money. (laughs) You absolutely have to see that is the that is the theme song for this movie. This movie that must be seen. And then, and then, then, and burn. From your, then, then removed from your memory. But you have to see it. Or reviews longer you, than the movie. I, I wish you didn't have to see it. But, but you, you do. do. You do. It's available on Amazon Prime. Um, it's available tr- every, it's available for free on YouTube. <laughs> you can watch, there you go. You can watch it for free on YouTube. <laughs> they don't even try. There's like two ads. That's how I watched it. Ah. <sighs> Uh, it is. I'm keeping it in. Not it's, because it's good, but because you just no. have to see this movie. But it's a. It is. Have yourself a merry little Stockholm syndrome. The movie. 
and 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 somehow it works like he falls in love with the woman who kidnapped him because who has no redeeming qualities about her no 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 none none she's the worst because he feels bad for her because she is bullied by her family a pastime he actively engages in he is he bullies her this is a terrible relationship it's real bad. It's real, real bad. They but maybe they're so it. awful they'll work. Like maybe they're just like I, neither I, of us I, have any redeeming qualities except I we're both know. weirdly obsessed with sex. But also, I, I want to bang your little sister. It's very weird. It's so weird, right? That scene when the scene happens, I was like, "Why? What is this?" It's just like, like, "Why? Why did this that, get written in?" There's no need that, for it. That scene, I feel like, can happen in the movie but way earlier than it does. That is right before he takes her outside and shows skating. that he's done all this stuff for like the skating thing. He has to like, the movie has to like, he can't avert his eyes from a butt for like two seconds. And then do like the most romantic thing. It is it is the meme of the boyfriend who does this. Like, <laughs> it's like, it's like. But like, like it's little, for real. But it's like for real, except for like the little, the meme is like um, me, um, the the girl who kidnapped me, who I'm secretly in love with. And then the girl walking past is her little her sister's little sister. butt. <laughs> it's like, I mean, I just don't. Insane. I don't know, man. Absolutely uh, bonkers. That's it. That's that's it. Okay, good. Well, I guess we're, we're both, we're going to keep it in. Me, we're keeping it in for all the wrong reasons. For all the wrong reasons. Um, but yeah, if, yeah. Next week, we'll either be doing a terrible Hallmark movie or a Walmart Christmas ad. We don't know. There's a, there's know, a couple man. directions. There's a, there's a lot of options week. for next week, but yeah, until then, we're going to ask you <laughs> to get <laughs> the flick out of here. Goodbye, everybody. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Click the subscribe button and find out what it means to me. Nah, that doesn't have a ring to it. But if you like videos about real news stories that are funny, stupid, or weird, subscribe now.